So I decided I would call the business Incredible You to remind myself that by anyone's definition, if they think that you're incredible, you just get to say thanks. Or you just get to go, you know, thumbs up or something. And the same goes with awesome or amazing or all of those great words. If someone wants to brand you with that word, then that's how they feel about you. It's not about how you feel about that word. Hello and welcome to episode 73 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that delivers practical insights to help you unlock your brand story and supercharge your business. I'm Amelia Veal, small business owner and storytelling superhero. Here at Narrative Marketing, we are passionate about the power of telling stories to help us learn and connect and also to build business relationships that drive sales. Kylie Bishop has successfully founded and built two businesses, a problem solver by nature. Ten years ago, she founded LBW Co to provide solutions around site contamination. She also solves problems for her clients through her second business, Incredible You, as a business consultant and mentor. Kylie is a Telstra Women in Business Awards winner, a mother of five, and a firm believer in the value of business storytelling to positively impact your bottom line. In today's episode of Be The Drop, we reflect on the importance of reflection, discuss top tips for building a company, and Kylie reveals how to make sure you don't become owned by your business. This is Kylie's version of Be The Drop. To deliver you with even more value for this podcast episode, we have created a Facebook group called Brand Storytelling Superheroes. Join the group today to access our free goal setting for business program, where we share awesome resources to help you build your business success. So head over to Facebook and look up Brand Storytelling Superheroes or access the group via the link in the episode show notes. Well, thank you so much, Kylie, for joining me on our next episode of Be The Drop. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, we're in a beautiful location on a beautiful day, and we're going to talk about some really interesting things around building business, because Mm -hmm. you've got a bit of experience on that. Sure. To get us started, though, you've got your items of significance. I have. And you've got two. I've got two because um, I've got two businesses. Great. Yep. So how about you explain them and the significance and how they link you to your community? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, the first one is a jar of soil. And 10 years ago, I established with um, my business partner and husband a business called LBW Environment, as it was known at the time, to specialise in providing solutions around site contamination. So the jar of soil represents the uncertainty that all of our site contamination clients find. And I don't know what's in the jar other than soil. So it could be contaminated or it might not be contaminated. And that's the the job that our scientists have. Take the soil, put it in a jar, find out what's in there. Sometimes there's nothing wrong and the uncertainty is move on with your project. And sometimes there is uh, contamination that we're then there to deal with. And the next one is a charm that says be incredible, which represents my second business, which is called Incredible You. It's my primary focus as a woman in business to guide and steer and cheer both the business of LBW but as well as the coaching and mentoring that I do through Incredible You. And it's a reminder that there is always another possibility. Uh, I'm a true believer that anything is possible. Sometimes incredible is just getting up and putting one foot in front of another 
and yeah. other times it's winning awards, anything and everything in between. So they're the two things that hold me to the businesses that I own and the community to those businesses. Yeah, and I feel like you've been through <coughs> anything and everything in between. Yeah. Mother of five as Mother well of five, crazy. Two businesses. Yep. Yeah, so yep. when, you, when people come to you, mm. is there a consistent set of pain points that people are experiencing? Is there similarities that you see over again, you know, independent yeah. of businesses? Yeah, I think um, that most of us are motivated by three overarching emotions, fear, frustration and desire. We say that we might be frightened about something or we say we don't know um, how to do something and it causes us to feel fear or frustration. But I think at the very heart, we want something different. We want something better. And so people would seek me out for coaching and mentoring or business advice, particularly in the SME um, setting, although I've worked in very large organisations as well, to just help steer them through some of their own choices and some of their own noise. Um, I, I don't tolerate much BS so um, if there's lots of options on the table we work out um, from the set of ideas what idea presents the next best opportunity and that's where the next best business can be built from. It's interesting so you know saying there that it's often through too much choice <coughs> yep. and too much noise so yep. is that generated internally within the business or is it because of the noisy external environment mm. that we're in? Yeah the business itself can take a life of its own and then the business owner is suddenly being owned by their own business. Um, and I've certainly been in instances with my own businesses where that is the case. And to be able to step back from that and sort out fact from friction or what's reasonable and what's, what, what's not reasonable and to set some more boundaries or a new strategic plan to actually steer the business towards a vision, um, it's noisy. Um, and business owners just need a relief from that sometimes. And so seeking out a coach or a mentor or a business advisor uh, is a good way to dampen some of that noise, um, remind yourself about your values, your vision, what you were doing this for in the first place, and then get back on a track that you feel more in control of. With reflection comes information about what worked well and what didn't work well for the period that you're reflecting upon. So if we do it at, at 12 months, at least 12 months, um, a whole year's happened and there's stuff that you would have done well and stuff that you didn't do well and people that you added to your life that provided great benefit and love and nurture and people that didn't. Um, and if you don't take stock of it, some of the poorer tendencies or habits can keep going. Um, and if they go for too long, you end up being steered in a direction that you're not in control of. So Mondays is the, my favourite day of the week. Oh, good. Yeah, because it represents opportunity for the whole rest of the week, right? So the start of every year is like the Monday of all Mondays for me. <laughs> <laughs> so... So I do take stock of the business and I'm, I'm likely to hold another strategic session for my whole business of LBW in January so that we can um, reaffirm our values with the whole team. They set them with me a number of years ago and so we'll check in on those. Um, we talk about the story of the business. We just turned 10. So sitting down with pen to paper, which I'm also a big fan of, anything with coloured pencils or textures. <laughs> Butcher's, oh. butcher's paper and a whiteboard is oh, my I'm thing. There. That's yeah, me, yeah. Absolutely. So, and just to write down some thoughts um, and then to share the thoughts quite openly with the team, as it's really powerful. To not involve them means that your information isn't as meaty as it could be. So I think if you've got the skill set in the general manager or the CEO or whoever it is in the, at the head of the business, then use the skills and they can facilitate such a session. If they don't have the skills, then they can top theirs up by bringing somebody else in or having an activity. 
But if they want to be a full participant in the strategy day, then step back and let someone else run it for you. Yeah. And, and so I've enjoyed that as well. And then the, the different questions are posed to me as the CEO that you know, I can have more of a play. Mm. And, and so for you, that is a really important thing. I mean, you said you do it every 90 days. Yep. And we were just talking about, you know, the beginning of the year, but you're doing that as a regular cycle. Yeah. And what value do you get from that? I'm a, I'm a great planner and I believe in business plans and strategic plans and everything, you know, that can be planned. But the plans need to be um, flexible enough that you can bend them to take the next opportunity or move them if it's not working. And 90 days is about right for me. Some days I'll drop it down to 30 if I'm in a particularly um, critical or, or very sensitive um, work effort. If it's 30 days um, of high intensity, I'll check in on myself at the end of that. But normally it's 90 and I have my standard values and I um, measure myself against them and I'll write what's worked well or what hasn't worked well. It's not very dissimilar at all to how I run my business. Mm. Because running my life is a bit like running a, bi <laughs> <laughs> running a business. There's so many people in it. Yeah, I can yep. only imagine. I have two kids and that keeps me very busy. Yeah, you can have some <laughs> of mine if you want. Two's okay. <laughs> so, and you mentioned when you were talking about your reflection process. Yep that um, you know, the business has just turned 10 yep. and you tell that story and go yep. through the story with staff. Yep. How important is it to make sure that everybody understands the business story? So for them to know why we started LBW in the first place and why we're still fighting for it now and why we're um, committed to the vision um, helps with their engagement. And if they feel engaged, then um, we have honesty and transparency and we can talk about anything. If we're true problem solvers and innovators, we have to acknowledge what the problem is to start with. And often that's for our clients, of course, but if there's an internal problem, if there's a process that's not working or a quality system that's broken, then the team need to help me fix it and I need to them um, to support them to fix it too. Mm. So um, yeah, that storytelling, um, and it just feels nice, right? It just feels, we all wanna be connected to something. Yeah. Um, we all want to be part of a tribe. I think it's human nature to be want to want to be part of a tribe, and the tribe needs to have united stories. You know, turning ten is a milestone in any business. I think if you've reached ten, yeah, you've got some water under the bridge, you've got some wounds, you've got some successes, um, and why not share them? To have done that um, with Jared as my life partner, and some of the suppliers and supporters and advocates that have known us for many more years than our business has been. Um, founded lends itself and and the experiences lends itself well to my incredible you business where i am primarily working with managers executive or business owners entrepreneurs it's very easy to get deep into someone's business when they know that you've been there as well mm, and it's interesting because you were very much then talking about sharing stories and, and that connection yep. and and you know people associating because of similar stories yep how important do you think it is in a business context as well, not just internally, but yep. externally, to share stories? I'd much rather collaborate than I would not share a story for fear that somebody else would take my idea. Now, whilst I can talk under wet concrete, um, there are details that people will never know about the how. Um, and maybe that's intellectual property or maybe that's the innovation. And you keep that secret, of course. But in terms of the storytelling, um, there is more to be gained from feeling connected than from not feeling connected. And in an 
in a state like South Australia where SMEs should flourish, then why not? Um, the coaching that I do with Behind Closed Doors sees up to eight business owners, all of them female, come to me for group coaching three hours once a month. And there's only one industry represented in that table. So the, the noise that we generate and the energy and the stories that we tell are raw and beautiful and, and brutal, brutally honest. Um, and I think all of those businesses would agree that their storytelling makes them stronger. Yeah. In terms of driving sales, the more people that you can have sharing your story without you in the room, um, will directly increase sales. For both of my businesses and the businesses that I'm involved in coaching, the repeat business and the referral, I have put focus and attention on. Because if you can remove the marketing dollar, the business development dollar or the writing the proposal dollar and focus on building a stronger relationship with the connections that you've already truly made, your revenue will come without an additional cost. If you need to go and find or buy clients, then you've got a cost associated with it as well. So across your two businesses, yep. are you using different channels to communicate with people? You've talked a lot about relationship development yep. and really engaging. Yep. What communication channels are you using to mm. facilitate that? We have websites across all the businesses and and I think that they serve a credibility angle, to be perfectly honest. I don't drive my community to the website to buy, but we, they're an important focus. There's material there to read, there's stories there to be told, you know, that sort of thing. There's a nice timeline on, timeline on the LBW one that shows start to 10 years later, and so that's kind of nice. Facebook works quite well, but not, again, for direct sale. Like it's, it's really, we're using it just for brand recognition and again to promote not necessarily what we do but some imagery or some um, industry information. But the presence is there and the relationship is at the heart of all of those decisions. Mm. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's great. And I think that's really important, the relationship is at the heart. Yep. And along the way mm. on your journey, mm. you were awarded the Telstra um, Businesswoman of the Year. Yep, for South Australia. Yeah, mm -hmm. do you want to tell us a little bit about that process? You know, how did you get involved in it and, and what, what was the process like for you? Yeah, if I was to reflect on the one thing that made the most difference in my career, it would be winning that award. And I had, in 2007, started LBW after 15 years career, 15 year career in executive roles. Uh, so I had five children. I, we'd both resigned our executive careers to start LBW and then a cancer diagnosis. I had unknowingly um, started to build what would become a story full of intrigue and interest and challenge and um, pursuit and pure bloody determination and doggedness. Mm. But I didn't know I was building it at the time, right? So that was 2007 and 2012, I was nominated by an employee um, who had actually just left our business. And um, I received the nomination on the screen and I thought, what on earth is this all about? And if I could give one piece of advice to any other woman who was nominated, I'd say just accept the nomination. Because all these years later, I'm now the state's chief judge for those awards. And I see all of the women who enter and they all tell me that they learn more about themselves in that process than they had before, because it's all about reflection. Win, lose or draw, you end up with a document 
that's just about you and your story. And the questions are set by somebody else, so they're interesting and valid and topical. So anyway, I did all of that and then hit submit at about 11.55 on the night that it was due at midnight. <laughs> and then thought, okay, well, that's that then. And um, yeah, I got a call some months later to say that I'd been shortlisted. I was like, what? What, is, what does that all even mean? And the shortlisters mean that you get to face um, the judging panel. And I walked into the judging panel and had the most amazing 45 minutes with two incredible woman, women that, that I didn't know and who are now firm friends. And, uh, and I walked out and I remember feeling so excited and elated that I was even involved in this process. Yeah. I stood on the corner of Peary Street and, ran, and rang my husband and I said, I left it all in the room, like that was it. If, if I win, I win, if I don't, I don't. The day came and at that stage I had a team of men at LBW. So I took my male team and my mother and father and my three sons, the girls were too little, on one table and a roaring, cheering cheer squad of women <laughs> on another table. And it was held at lunchtime back in those days and, uh, and we were down the back. We thought, oh, that's a poor omen. And we're down <laughs> the back, let's all just, you know, have a nice time. The Premier uh, was there to announce the winner. So I won my first category and my boys all just looked at me with some sort of <laughs> shock and horror and elation and oh my gosh we thought we were actually just I'm here for a lunch <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's one of those moments that um, I tell without without any um, change in how it made me feel on the day yeah. and and if I can create for women moments of encouragement to get them to those places that I will keep doing what yeah. I've done. Anyway, I won the first category, which was the Private and Corporate Sector Award for recognition of my executive career. Um, and I came second in the innovation category for the state. And then the lights went down and the drum rolled and the Premier stood up on the stage. <laughs> it was a drum roll. Yeah, and they played um, theme music, so every winner had her own theme music. And I can't remember what mine was. I had it on my phone for such a long time. Anyway, and, and, and he opens up the pink envelope, which you get to keep, right? so cool. And, uh, and he reads out, and the winner of the South Australian Telstra Businesswoman of the Year is Kylie Bishop. And we all just went crazy. <laughs> my husband burst into tears. My eldest son wrapped me in the most amazing hug oh, and, <laughs> and told me that he loved me. And my mum and dad, who, who don't really talk very much to each other, both were there. And it was just one of those moments where I felt true joy at a story that I had paved without knowing it would ever earn me something. Um, and I think that is what is so beautiful about most of the women that I come across. Most of us are so humble about what we do. I've lost track of the women who say, but Kylie, I just get up each day and I do what I do. And I say, yeah, me too. <laughs> but that in itself is incredible. And when you throw in, a cancer or a depression or a divorce, in my case, all three. Um, reforging a relationship with a new partner who has become my business partner. Like all of this stuff is just life, right? <laughs> and we have amazing ones of it. So yeah, um, yeah the, the Telstra Business Women's Awards have been um, a truly integral part of my life ever since. And I went, um, this is leading to the story of starting Incredible You because I didn't have that at the time. And I went 
out of the office. I'm in and out of my office a lot. My poor team would know. And I've come back in this day and on the, cop on the coffee table, there was a big photograph out of the newspaper of my face. It's way too big. <laughs> and um, a blurb from Telstra. And I went in, I saw it. And the first thing I did was I shut the paper and I took it into my office. And I thought, that is so embarrassing. And my team were like, what are you doing? I said, that's, oh, that's way too big. Anyway, shortly after that, I, I went to a conference. And then I thought to myself, what have I just done to my team by taking away their feeling of pride and overlaying it with my feeling of embarrassment? That was not cool. Mm. Um, and so I decided I would call the business Incredible You to remind myself that by anyone's definition, if they think that you're incredible, you just get to say thanks. Or you just get to go, you know, thumbs up or something. And the same goes with awesome or amazing or all of those great words. If someone wants to brand you with that word, then that's how they feel about you. It's not about how you feel about that word. So it's a constant reminder that um, we can be incredible and I can choose to be incredible alongside of you being incredible and then together we'll do anything. Mm. So, oh, I like it. God, you're yeah. getting me all yeah. emotional today. Right, now let's go and start a new business together. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thank you so much for your oh, time. Oh, my pleasure. Can you conclude, though, by yep. sharing with me Kylie's Be The Drop tip? And that's your top communication tip. Oh, my top tip. Mm. Um, yeah, I've learned along the way that you can be speaking to one person or a crowd of people, but everyone is listening one person at a time. And everybody wants just to be like the speaker. They want to have a connection with the speaker. So my top tip would be to know your audience and to share a story that you think might resonate or a thread of which might resonate with as many people in that room at that time as you can, because that will hold you to them and them to you. Mm. Oh, I like that. Good, well thank done. You. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. It is our mission to help unlock the power of story through this podcast and the range of products and services that we offer. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To get in touch with any specific comments, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. Until next time.